I'm Dale Zawada, and on this episode, we're talking Nick Cage's Dracula, horny dolls, and journalism in horror. But first, I went to the movies this week. Mm-hmm. What, what horror movie did Dale see? Mm, what scary movie was out in theaters this week? Well, let me stop you right there, because I did not go and see a horror film. No, no, no. I went undercover. I went deep undercover, and I saw a romantic comedy in the theaters, a little date night action. I saw The Lost City with Sandra Bullock and Channing Tatum. Oh, what a stud. What a hunk. What a beefcake. What a dream house. What a funny guy. If I'm ever in a situation where I sell a film and they're like, we're going to get Channing Tatum. He's going to be the guy. I'm like, yes, he's so funny. He's so good. Can I come on the set? Can I, can I be on the set and touch his muscle? He can touch my muscles. He's really good. I love Channing Tatum as a comedic actor, which I'm pretty sure that's all he's doing these days. Uh, so yeah, I saw the lost city with Sandra. I think it's called the lost city. Sandra Bullock plays an author who's just kind of, you know, she's not what she once was. Her husband's dead. Her husband's dead. So she really isn't feeling it. She writes these Indiana Jones-type adventures, but, you know, romance. Indiana Jones romance sort of novels, which I think is cool. I think that's fun. I like that quite a bit. But, but, Harry fucking Potter shows up. And, it's, and he's great, too. He's great, too. If I can get him in a, a movie, that'd be amazing as well. Uh, he plays this rich kid, you know, and he's, he's he's got his own angle here. He shows up and talks to Sandra. He says, Sandra, you know, with your Indiana Jones novels here, you've actually accidentally stumbled upon something kind of huge. Uh, maybe the location of the crown of fire and I want that and I'm going to pay you a lot of money let's go get the crown of fire because I'm a rich kid but daddy gave the company to my little brother so this is how I'm going to make my mark so he has his own little subplot he has his own motivations and it was it was cute it was fun it was funny uh damn he's great he gets fucking unhinged by the end of it I I loved I I kind of loved this movie but what I wanted to talk about it um there's actually a fucking reason the movie going experience when it comes to horror films and romantic comedies because you can't, you have to offer yourself to both of these subgenres when you go to a horror movie in the theater uh, you are offering up your fear you are going in to get spooked so you are in on this carnival ride with these other people who've also stepped foot in the theater on that night like you're in you're in this together and romantic comedies in the theater also has a, a shared experience but it's a more loosey-goosey too many mimosas fun vibe because i'm pretty sure everybody in that theater had at least a couple cocktails before that movie started people were having fun and you know little cheers and laughs and it, it was it was it was good energy the exact opposite of a horror film 
but people were, were, were still engaged. And then when they finally kissed at the end, someone clapped. And I'm glad they did so it didn't have to be me because I was ready. I was like, is nobody going to clap for this? Oh, there they go. Okay, good. I don't have to do it. Sandra and Channing Tatum. Just, just a fun little movie. So if you're ever in a situation where your wife is making you watch something tonight, like it's happening, and she says, oh, maybe this, uh, I've never seen this Lost City. You're good. You're good. It's an hour and a half. That's why I agreed to go. Uh, it's an hour and a half, and it's it's fun. It's charming. It's got some good jokes. And Channing Tatum and Sandra Bullock are a charm factory. Add in Harry Potter. Add in Brad Pitt. Another stud. Brad fucking Pitt. He's in it for a little bit as well. And he does his thing where he's eating. That's like a big inside joke now. That's not so inside. He's always eating in these goddamn pictures. And he does it in this one as well. It's over the phone. You can hear him eating. And I was like, that's funny. That's good. Good shit, pal. Don't know who directed it. Don't know who wrote it. And I'm not about to look it up. So yeah, just a little soft recommendation for The Lost City. I'm pretty sure it's called The Lost City. I haven't even checked that. I just walked in. I just walked in, sat down, and said, all right, what do we got? So give it a shot. Good, good trailers, decent trailers. Another goddamn Nick Cage movie coming out. Another one. Speaking of Nick Cage, I've been trying to get a hold of this son of a bitch uh, for a while now about this Dracula role. And it took a couple weeks. He's a busy guy. I get it. He probably thought I was working for the IRS. I'm not. So he left us a message at anchor.fm slash slasherville pod. So let's hear from the man himself, Nick Cage. Yeah, Daryl. Thanks for reaching out to me about playing Dracula. I love doing it. I played a vampire before. It's the only thing I suck at. Get it? Because I don't suck at anything else because I'm amazing. So, I'm going to play it. I need to make a lot of money. I still got these back taxes to pay for. So, uh, thanks for plugging it on the show. Thank you, Nick. Thank you for leaving that message. I can't wait to see this Dracula movie because you know it will not be boring. It might be a lot of things, but boring it will not be one of them. So, I'll, I'll definitely be checking that crazy shit out. But we have... Another anchor message this week, which you know excites me. I get so excited about them. This one from Kayfabe Jim. As we continue our discussion on bad horror movies that need to be remade. Not good movies, bad movies. So take it away, Kayfabe Jim. Hey Dale, it's Kayfabe here. My submission for uh, bad horror movies that should uh, maybe be remade and be a little bit better 1985's The Stuff. Uh, it's a story about goo that starts uh, coming out of the earth and uh, folks grab it, they uh, taste it, and they turn it into a health dessert and guess what? It starts taking over people's minds because turns out enough is never enough for The Stuff. Uh, and it kind of proceeds in typical body snatchers type way. Loved it as a kid. Ages absolutely horribly. Uh, but maybe it could be reworked into something a bit better. Maybe there's a social networking angle, addiction, influencer angle. I don't know. Um, and it's definitely the commercialism without zombies. But uh, And it's funny, too, which is great here in Slasherville. Curious to see what other people come up with here for their 
choices over the next month throughout the summer and into fall because Slasherville is great in October, right? Right? Oh, God. Nobody tell him. Nobody tell him that there's only two more episodes left of Slasherville. Oh, my gosh. But I think that's a great pick. The stuff does not hold up at all. It is a very fun concept. Uh, I think I tried to give it a rewatch uh, within the last couple years here. And it did not go over. It did not go over. So I do think there's some meat on that bone. The execution was uh, not great. And uh, I think that's a, a fantastic pick for a bad horror movie that should be remade. And you know what? I have a couple bad horror movies that should probably be remade as well. In our next topic here, because we had some homework for this episode. We had some homework, three movies to watch. Uh, last week we talked about uh, ScreenRant.com, those that quality, quality fucking journalism over at ScreenRant.com. Uh, ten nearly forgotten slasher villains. And I said, you know what? I haven't seen Puppet Master in a while. Let's do that. I've never seen Curtains. Let's do that. And I don't remember Blood Harvest. So let's do that. So hopefully you, you watch those movies or you remember them. Uh, Puppet Master and uh, Curtains were on Tubi. I think all three might have been on Tubi. Tubi's free. There are ads or commercials they stick in the middle every now and then, which is fine. It's fucking free. Um, so they were all available on streaming, I believe. So let's kick it off with Puppet Master. 1989, 10 years after Tourist Trap, David Schmoller did Puppet Master, um, and it instantly felt like it. It instantly felt like a David Schmoller film. We have a long, drawn-out opening credits with questionable music, although this is much better, much better. It's fucking long, though. And I did actually add the the Puppet Master theme on, on Spotify. It's weird, man. It's, it's a weird one. But yeah, it made me laugh because that's how Tourist Trip, uh, Tourist Trap opens. With long-ass titles and terrible music. Which we discussed on uh, the Patreon episode. They spent like one-fifth of their budget on this music, on this composer. And he completely shits the bed. Some of the worst music I've ever heard in a horror picture. And you know those producers were just fucking crying. We paid how much for that? Fuck. Shit. Terrible. Uh, but Puppet Master kind of opens the same way. Um, and when it when it opens up, it, it has that old guy from that Arnold Schwarzenegger Tales from the Crypt episode with the body swap. Remember the body swap? He's in here. He's in here. It opens with him and some Nazis. And I said, I don't remember a fucking thing about Puppet Master. I was like, there's fucking Nazis about? And this old fogey? What the hell's going on here? But he's a Puppet Master. And he's kind of... He's hiding his puppets in the wall. Because the Nazis are coming. And he hides his little friends. And then he blows his brains out. And I said, this movie's fucking weird right off the bat. Right off the bat, they're on, on some crazy stuff here. Uh, 
a lot of point of view shots in Puppet Master. This is probably the best movie of the three as far as the homework goes. Puppet Master's legit. And that's often the case when it comes to these franchises where things get a little wacky as the series progresses. But that first one's usually pretty serious. Usually pretty good. Child's Play looking at you. Texas Chainsaw looking at you. And Puppet Masters, it's actually a good little movie. And yeah, it's it's not super serious, yet it is. And the reason we watched it is because on that Screen Rant fucking article, listicle, the author's... Author, the contributor said Jester is a, is the is a forgotten villain. He was the the head honcho, the leader, the brains of the operation, but he gets outshined and sort of replaced by Blades. And have you seen the fucking movie, guys, that write these articles? Once again, I don't think they're watching these movies before they post this bullshit. Jester Never really seemed to be the leader to me. Blades was kind of a, a, a big one from from jump. So I think they might have been wrong on that. Now, one thing I did forget about when it, when it comes to Puppet Master is how horny this movie is. God damn. It is a, a very horny movie. The one psychic lady has her sexy visions of the people who used to bang in that room and she's constantly fiddling herself and even the lady doll there's a lady doll and she starts going to town on this guy who's blindfolded and it's like even the dolls are horny should have called it horny dolls and i forgot all about that and it's just it's a goofy fucking movie about these psychics who are trying to learn how to give life to inanimate objects because that information is out there. This The old timer kind of had it. So these guys are grouping up to try to get it. And I was very engaged. I was very interested because just when it started to maybe get a little bit boring, uh, somebody's naked. I said, all right. Woo. But the best scene the best scene in this movie and probably possibly horror movie history is when the doll with the big hands starts punching this lady in the face at the end because the dolls are doing their thing they're they're attacking and there's that one doll that's got the big old like hulk hands that you can buy at the store and he just goes up to this lady and just starts wailing on her like pop 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 and she just you know he's a doll she grabs him and throws him over the balcony, which is what you do, which is what I always want to see in the Child's Play movies. It's just like, he might get his shit in, but he's a doll, so you better win that. And it's actually a pretty entertaining movie. If you haven't seen Puppet Master in a while, Give it a go. Give it a go. It actually has a plot. There's interesting characters, a couple twists, and everybody has their own little story. All the the people coming together are like some sort of psychic. You know, 
they they all each have their own ability and they're just trying to get this power to bring life to inanimate objects and i I thought that was pretty cool i said there's more meat on this bone than i fucking thought puppet master 1989 who knew well they knew that's why they made the sequels they got the got the green light for the sequels our next movie as far as our homework goes it's the film curtains um in the screen rant listicle they said something about the the hag is a nearly forgotten slasher and i would say just straight up forgotten and but in i have a confession i i couldn't watch curtains guys i couldn't watch it it was just too dark it was too dark for me you know, which says a lot. It's It was just too dang dark of a film. And when I say dark, I mean literally dark. I couldn't fucking see a damn thing that was happening in this movie. Was this a, a joke? Did they, they... They never got a fucking Blu-ray. Let's correct the lighting in this because it is pretty unwatchable, which is unfortunate because it seemed kind of interesting it seemed kind of violent there is always somebody screaming i didn't know who i couldn't see them but they were always screaming and really good screams as well something bad was happening to these women to the point where i'm like i don't even really want to know that might not be a a fun horror movie scream that might be like some snuff film uh, nasty stuff that i don't i don't really want to to view so i couldn't really watch curtains because my eyes don't have that ability. I don't have night vision, all right? It always comes back to D&D or wrestling. I do not have night vision, couldn't watch it. What I could watch was our third movie, Blood Harvest. This one is fucking bananas. The story behind this movie is probably more entertaining than the movie. And the movie's actually pretty entertaining. So this movie stars Tiny Tim. Not the little injured boy, but the musical artist. He's, I don't know, a bellower or something. He's a he's the uh, tulip through the tiptoe through the tulips. Tiptoe through the tulips. Blah, 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 blah. There's a little fucking ukulele and all that. It's that guy. Remember that guy? You don't. Your parents do, though. Your parents do. So the producer or director or whatever ended up, you know, getting hold of Tiny Tim and is like, I've got this idea. I've got a little bit of money. Are you interested? And he said, I will tiptoe my ass to set tomorrow. Let's film a, a goofy fucking movie. He didn't He didn't care. And they filmed this in one day and one night, which is hard. That's very difficult. And it does kind of show, but a lot better than it has any right to be to the point, I don't even know if that's true. That Maybe that's a work because it's actually a pretty well put together project if it was filmed in one day and one night kind of don't buy it and so so this is a more traditional kind of slasher people are getting got we're following this very uh, beautiful young lady who uh, does not wear a bra she's uh, like 
it reminds me of Friday the Thirteenth Part Two, in the beginning when the the young lady's running across the street and her her breasts are just heaving up and down. I'm like, all right, all right, uh, but this is like 90 minutes of that. So if that's if it sounds like that's why I like Blood Harvest, remind me why I like Blood Harvest. Um, but about that actress, more behind the scenes shit. She's just disappeared. Like nobody can find this woman. Uh, people are always trying to like you know hit her up and you know get her on the podcast and maybe get to you know one of these. Uh, I was gonna say seminars, but you know these horror festivals and shit. And she's just not out there. And I read that before I even watched the movie. And I was like, oh, it's because she's going to be really bad. You know, she's not going to speak much of the English or something. And she's embarrassed, you know, like the sleepaway camp kid that they had to get drunk so he could do his, you know, his penis scene at the end of the movie that he, he does not want to be known. He you will never find him. He's embarrassed and, you know, regrets the whole thing. And that, that's unfortunate and understandable. So I thought that's what we were going to have here. I was like, oh, she's going to be dog shit. She's really good. She's the star of the film. She's our our final girl, our protagonist. And I thought she, she, she was good. Now, the acting by everyone else is complete trash. Holy shit. High school production bad. And that's when I'm like, all right, maybe it was filmed in one day and one night. Because really bad tiny tim is like our villain people are getting killed and then we we show him doing creepy stuff and he's doing his his songs that are not for me not not for me but your parents do your parents love them now here's the thing here's the fucking thing about these screen rant articles once again the purpose of this and that article was 10 nearly forgotten slasher villains. And they listed Mervo. I think it's Mervo. You know, Tiny Tim. In one of their top spots on their list. There's only one problem. There's only one problem. He's not the fucking villain. The twist is it's not him. It's this other guy the likable, you know, boyfriend type of guy. He ends up being some sort of incel who's like, I'm going to get you women. Like, and he's, he's really good. He's really fucking good. The lead actress is great. He's great. Everyone else, eh, let's not hire them again. But Mervo isn't even the villain. He's not even in Act 3. He gets killed by the actual villain, and then we get the twist, we get the exciting act three. Like I said, this movie's actually kind of good in its weird, weird way. So I'm watching it, and I'm getting hot at that Screen Rant contributor. I'm like, you listed Mervo as a forgotten villain, and he's not even the villain. Do you watch these movies? The answer is no. Clearly, the answer is no. Mervo actually, he does actually appear a little bit in Act 3. At the end, he, he shows up and shoots the, the villain. But for most of it, he's just not there. You think he's dead, and he pops up last reel, shotgun blast or whatever, uh, kills the actual incel villain. 
uh, and Act Three is just—it's cheesy fun. The villain is over the top. This incel dude is fucking hilarious. And yeah, Mervo shoots him at the end. She survives. Uh, they do the thing where the closing shot is of the killer's body, and then he opens his eyes up at the end. Oh my god! Holy shit! An actually entertaining, weird movie. Now, kayfabe Jim, I think Blood Harvest definitely deserves a remake. Because despite its positives, it has way too many negatives, bad acting by so many people. Let's get some good people in there, some good acting. Some folks who know what they're doing with a camera. We do not need Tiny Tim. We do not need that aspect of it. But I think Blood Harvest should be remade. I think Curtains should be remade. Uh, Film it during the day. So we can see what the fuck is is happening. Because that that was... was, ooh, Ooh, I'm getting mad. And now I'm typing in Puppet Master because I want to see if they've actually remade this. This seems like a franchise that they've remade probably a couple times, maybe. All right, let's take a look here. Puppet Master. Psychics. Legacy. There we go. Puppet Master franchise. Holy shit. That's a lot of movies, but it does not look like they remade it. So that that's interesting. Do we need to remake it? I know they did the the Littlest Reich with little Nazis or something a couple years ago. And that probably threw some people off. They're like, oh, they're going too far. Puppet Master with Nazis. What does that have to do with Puppet Master? It's always had something to do with Puppet Master. That's how the movie opens. Nazis, Nazis, because you, because they always like to know that, that magic. They're always looking into that occult shit, and they're like, if we can find the power to give life to inanimate objects, that could be very valuable to, to kill these all these people that we don't like. So, I think maybe we can leave Puppet Master alone. I think I think we're okay there. But Curtains and Blood Harvest, if we got those remakes, I would not be upset at all. What I am upset with is the state of fucking journalism in horror. This is getting bad. And like every time I've had to bring something like a list or some shit from Reddit, I've always felt immense guilt about it. I always, you know, almost lead with that. Because, you know, like, well, you're not even doing anything. You're just regurgitating bullshit. Um, like, there's no discussion. There's just, you're fucking listing. Well, Foxhead31 says this. It's like, all right, great. Now, I did happen to come across some actual journalism uh, from SlashFilm.com. You remember SlashFilm.com? These guys have been around for a while. And they did a scientific study. Yeah, they did a scientific study. One of the oldest scientific studies known to man, what they did was a poll. And there's nothing wrong with that. These motherfuckers did a poll amongst Friday the 13th fans 
or maybe not even fans, just people in, in general. Uh, here's the headline from Slash Film. The best movie in the Friday the 13th franchise, according to the fans that they polled. So I was very curious what people consider their favorite Friday the 13th. Because Jim and I have talked about ours uh, quite a bit. There's a good amount of threes, some seven. Of course, one and two have, have their place. So I was super excited to, to see what they, they had. And here are the results. 50%. 50% of the total vote, consisting of 609 respondents, said that their favorite Friday the 13th film is the original Friday the 13th. And I'm not mad at ya. Like, you can't get mad at that. But I can't help but feel it's almost like a hipster response. Like, you have to go with the original. Like, nobody's gonna jump straight to three or seven. They're like, oh, you're gonna go with the original. And it's great. I do love the original. That definitely gets watched at least once a year. The whole fucking series gets watched at least once a year. Uh, But 50% of the total vote went to the original Friday the 13th in second place. In second place with 16% of the vote. And then it's going to kind of water down. With 16%, Freddy versus Jason. Ooh. Oh no, what is happening? It is definitely a guilty pleasure of mine. It, it gets a lot of watches from me. It's a, it's a really good background uh, movie. And you get to double dip. You get Freddy in there. You get Jason in there. So you get to scratch that itch. But 16% their favorite Friday the... It's not a Friday the 13th movie. Shouldn't have even been in the poll I wouldn't have put it in there so that was 16% and yeah that's just a little wild to me and then like I said they kind of get watered down 7% here 6% there 5% but in third place with 10% of the vote the 2009 remake of Friday the 13th so now I'm just getting pissed right now I'm just getting upset we have the hipster OG taking 50%. Then Freddy versus Jason, which shouldn't really count. And then that goddamn remake, your tits are stupendous. That's a line that they made. That they, they, they wrote that. They wrote that. They filmed that. They edited it. They color corrected it. And they put it in the movie. <laughs> like, woo! Jesus Christ. After that... With 7%, we get Friday the 13th, Part 2. All right. After that, we get Part 7, The New Blood, with 6% of the vote. Then we get Jason Goes to Hell, and they're all around 6, 5, 4% at that point. So, like, dealer's choice at that point. But what an interesting, interesting uh, result of this poll. And as someone who, who writes horror... I'm taking notice. I'm taking notice of what the people like. So uh, let me know what you think of that poll. 
I'm sure you don't agree. Let me know what you think about the OG being number one. And may, maybe I'm out of line on thinking that shouldn't be the, the number one spot. But obviously most people have seen it. It's a safe answer. It's the same sort of people. They're like, yeah, Jason's really good in that. It's like, he's not even... Eh. You know but uh, a lot of credit to SlashFilm.com for just putting a fucking poll out there, breaking down the results, and, and posting something uh, of actual relevance and quality. Uh, Ryan Scott from SlashFilm.com. I, I respect you, Booker Man. Two more topics before we get out of here because I came across some very, very interesting uh, visual content here. One is a video and one is a picture. Let's start with the video. Um, I just fucking talked about how I don't like regurgitating Reddit, but I fucking saw it on Reddit. Um, I like horror video games. I'm getting into horror video games, but somebody posted a GIF of this old Punisher video game. And it's just like all the kills in it. And it is arguably the most violent and disturbing gif of a video game that I've ever seen. It just would not stop. I thought it restarted itself like three times. And I was like, oh, we're not even halfway done through this gif. The ways the Punisher killed these people are hilarious, very creative and brutal. And, like, the ragdoll physics were there. I don't know what year this game came out, but it shouldn't look as good as it does. Um, but they, they fucking nailed it. I will try to post that with this episode in the show notes sort of thing. Check the Facebook page as well. Facebook.com slash pod for episode 35. Um, otherwise, yeah, I just found it on, on, on Reddit, The Punisher Uncensored. And goddamn... Like, I, I miss these sorts, these sort of games, like Manhunt and things like that, that were really just brutal. The other thing I had here to, to wrap it up, to take it home, I saw an article from Yahoo.com. The headline, Embalmed Body of Dead Rapper propped up at DC nightclub. And there's a picture. Oh, you have to fucking, you have to click the fucking mature content warning now. And there's a video. And once again, I will try to post this in the show notes. Yeah, they got a fucking concert going on. Let me turn that the fuck down. Uh, there's, they've got a concert going on and this person's just like recording this dead body that they've got propped up with a crown, all embalmed, people on the dance floor. And I don't know how I feel about this. Because on one side, I'm like, well, that's inappropriate. However, that's how you represent the fallen. Hell yeah, it's like, brother, you got a show tonight. You can't let the people down. We got to get you up there. We got to get you on the stage. And they did. No mic. They didn't give them a mic. Save that. Save your equipment. But there's a dead man 
on stage here. So I will post that in the show notes. What a fucking wacky world that we live in. This is the strangest timeline, the weirdest, darkest timeline. Um, yeah. Don't let death stop you guys. All right? No excuses. I'm tired of all these goddamn excuses people have all the time. I'm tired of it. Guys, we have two more episodes left next week. Bringing our A game. Some topics that probably didn't intend to get to so soon, but you know, since we're since we're wrapping up here, what better time than the present? And then the final episode uh, in two weeks. I'm gonna get uh, Jimmy here. Oh, I have not. I've talked to him several times since announcing the show's going bye-bye but i have not asked him about like hey you want to go on the last one so i should do that he'll be here i'll find him and then you know we're all gonna find some new podcast buddies so if you have recommendations let me know and i'll let you know uh, some of the, some of the boys and girls that i like you know and we'll and we'll all move on as far as plugs go we're still out there right now hit us up at slash reveal pod on all the socials, you can you still have time to get on that Patreon, get that backlog before it goes bye bye. And I will announce that the Patreon movie breakdown commentary track this month for the final month of Patreon is going to be the Toxic Avenger, one of the most influential horror comedies of all time. Very influential to me, of course. So. Uh, Get ready for that. That'll be out in a couple weeks here. Otherwise, that is going to do it for episode 35. Thank you so much for listening. I'm a horny doll. <laughs>